Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free Body. Can't believe it. I'm sitting here in Holland in the Netherlands and I literally can't believe that I'm here. It's literally like a pinch me moment that we are in Europe for a European summer 2023 and it's just an all round vibe. Vibes are high, super excited. I'm sitting in an apartment right now looking out my window and I can see lots of beautiful green trees and lots of really beautiful buildings. Niels definitely disagrees with me in terms of, oh my God, they look brick and they look old and they look so not like Australia. And I'm like, yeah, but they look beautiful. They're just different, different architecture. They've been here for so much longer than the buildings in Australia. And that's just so nice. And it's so refreshing. This morning we went for a walk with a coffee in and around town and it's just so different, especially coming from Bali. It's just wild. So I'm absolutely loving it thus far. We spent the weekend in Amsterdam and my bestie was there. It was just, she's traveling around Europe as well. We're actually going to Greece and Italy together, but it just happened that we literally landed in Amsterdam on the same day. So we spent a whole day together, literally eating our way through Amsterdam, eating snack bar, fridges, which is chips, hot chips. Oh my God, they're literally the best here. And then we had a strobe waffle. <laughs> Sorry if anyone's Dutch and listening to this, but it's like a thin waffle. So think waffle thin dipped in, so two bits of waffle with caramel in the middle to stick it together, dipped in chocolate, and then a whole heap of Kit Kat on top. It was like, oh, the diet had gone to heaven. It was warm, it was crunchy, it was delicious. So I'll definitely be having one of those probably like every weekend. But that was it, that was a vibe. We then rode around Amsterdam and holy crap, like <laughs> riding a bike around Amsterdam, I would say is like just as hectic as riding a scooter in Bali when it's busy. It was intense. And this whole thing of getting used to the other side of the road as well, because obviously they drive on the other side. So having to make sure we're looking the right way in order to like make sure there's cars coming. We're just not used to it. So <laughs> that was interesting. Um, especially after a few drinks on the bike as well. Like, uh, it was funny. It was a vibe. Anyway, we got through. The plane, the journey here was super nice. It was super easy. Just, we had one stopover in Hong Kong for about an hour and a half and then just a nice overnight flight. So I was able to sleep on it, which was really good. Oh, travel hack, guys. If you don't have a good travel pillow, highly highly recommend buying one the one that i have is actually a vibe i love it and it just like it's memory foam so it holds my head in a really good spot and i can lean my chair back and just like really easy fall asleep on it so good 
I've got a little sneaky recommendation for you guys. I think I want to bring this on to a regular segment on the potty. Let me know if you're, you're keen to hear it. But what I watched on the plane is a show on Netflix called Sex Life. And I have watched the first season a while ago when it first came out. But I watched the second season and I forgot of how good of a show it is. It's all, obviously, there's a, a lot about sex in it and, like, who doesn't like watching that? Um, but it's also, like, such a good romance and it's also, there's a lot of female empowerment in it as well, being like, yes, go do your own thing, you're a woman, you, you know, follow suit and, like, just live a basic life. It's like, no, follow your dreams, follow your happiness and make change when you're not, you know, living a fulfilled life. So I really enjoyed really enjoyed that I literally watched the whole season two on the flight because it was like 13 hours and I think it's only like five episodes so that was really good but yeah no that's my weekly recommendation so a bit of a light update for you (laughs) now I want to get into today's episode I'm super excited about today's episode because it's kind of like a debunking of what you Uh, like you know marketed to what you should be doing in order to lose fat in terms of you have to give up carbs you have to give up chocolate you have to give up whatever whatever bad food in order to reach a certain physique and today like I've spoken about in so many episodes the importance of having a healthy relationship with food if you want to be successful with a calorie deficit and if you haven't listened to those please go back and do so because that's kind of really explaining to you guys why it's so important. What I'm going to talk about today is more so like how to actually, you know, include your favorite foods and lose fat. Because more often than not, giving up chocolate or giving up bread is the reason why you're not successful with your weight loss. And I know that sounds really counterintuitive, right? You're like, what do you mean? Eat chocolate and lose weight? That doesn't sound like, that sounds too good to be true. However, the thing is, right, when it comes to a calorie deficit, the biggest thing is compliance to sticking to that calorie deficit. And that's the thing with where people go wrong in terms of like giving up their favorite foods, like, oh, I can't have chocolate, I can't have bread, you know, I'm going to eat clean Monday to Friday. Soon as the weekend comes, it's boom, uh, eat it all, eat the chocolate. You know, you go out for brunch and maybe you have something like, oh, oh, I shouldn't have the pancakes, I really shouldn't, but I really want them, so fuck it, I'm going to do it. Then the next is, oh, well, I've already eaten the pancakes, I may as well have the burger and fries at lunch. Oh. I may as well have the margaritas, have the dessert, have the churros, and I'm just going to start again on Monday, right? And it's that vicious cycle that you get stuck in that is holding so many people back. Because ultimately what it is, is just, it's a binge restrict cycle. You're eating good, clean Monday to Friday, and then you're binging on the weekends. So same as cheat days. All cheat days are, are binge restrict cycles right? You're eating good, you're eating clean Monday to Friday, Saturday comes, I'm having a cheat day. What are you actually doing? You're just eating all the foods in excess that you weren't allowed to have. doesn't matter about your hunger and fullness cues. It doesn't matter about what you feel like. doesn't matter about anything. You're following the rules that you've set yourself 
to make yourself ultimately feel okay about having a binge. So there is another way and that's what we're going to go through today. There is another way of including your favorite foods as well as being in a fat loss phase, okay? So we know the only way to drop fat is in a calorie deficit, okay? Quickly, if this is your first episode, I've got so many episodes now on, you know, what you have to do in order to reach your physique goals, but keep it simple, right? If you want to lose fat, you have to be in a calorie deficit. If you want to maintain where you are, you have to be in maintenance. If you are struggling with low energy, missing periods, poor digestion, poor gym performance, all of the things, then you have to eat at maintenance calories because you've probably been dieting for too long. Simple as that, right? And that's why people go wrong is they don't know how to cycle through the two phases. It's either I'm dieting all the time, I'm overeating all the time. I'm dieting all the time, then I'm overeating all the time. There's no balance between deficit, fat loss phase to a maintenance phase and then maintain it. And that's something that everyone really needs to learn how to do. Okay, so we know to drop fat, calorie deficit. And this is where so many people get it wrong is because they think that, you know, this diet is the best to lose weight. Like keto is the best, paleo is the best, vegan is the best. But the thing is, is that the only way to lose fat is in a calorie deficit. So whether you're achieving that through keto, whether you're achieving that through paleo, whether you're achieving that through vegan, it doesn't really matter how you're achieving it as long as you're in a calorie deficit. And it's really, really cool to understand this because then you can understand it's like, well, I have, quote unquote, you could look at it as like a set amount of energy that you need every single day. How you fill up that amount of energy is completely up to you. And this is the thing where people go wrong. It's like, oh, I'm going to try this keto diet because so many people have lost weight like that. If you do not enjoy not eating carbohydrates, if you don't enjoy lots of fat in your diet, if you don't enjoy not eating bread, if you don't enjoy eating so much fats, and the only reason why you do it is because you think you're going to lose weight, what will happen is sure, you probably will lose weight. You probably will be successful because lots of people are really successful when they try their new shiny diet, right? However, because it wasn't enjoyable for you, then What's going to happen when you get over it? You're going to give in. You're going to stop. You're going to say, fuck this. And you're going to eat the bread. You're not going to want that many fats anymore. And then you overdo it and blow it out. And then you end up always back at square one. And this is the thing. And this is why I wanted to start with this. Because so you guys really need to understand. So you've got that energy amount for the day. How you fill it up is completely up to you. And this is the thing where... I believe that learning about nutrition is the best way to lose weight. Like learning about food, learning about what are carbohydrates, what are fats and what are proteins. And that's why I teach my clients inside the Fit and Free Academy actually about food and not just, you know, follow this meal plan. So much education around it because like to be able to truly intuitively eat, you need to learn. You need to put in the time and effort to actually learn about nutrition and what makes up what, okay? And this is where we get to have a little bit of fun, right? And this is the thing, like because you've got that energy budget for the day, you get to fill it up with whatever you want. 
Of course, there is some targets that we have to hit. Yes, we have to eat enough protein. Yes, we have to eat enough fiber. But other than that, like it's let's fill it up on the foods that you love, that you enjoy. Number one, so you can stick to it. Number two, so you can feel your absolute best and have a healthy mindset, more important than anything, I believe, so you're no longer stressing about what you can and can't have. No longer stressing about, you know, eating too much or, you know, eating the wrong thing and feeling guilty for eating that, okay? Like, let's take an example. Let's break this down. So for me personally, right, like I can maintain my weight on about depending 2,200, 2,400, 2,500 calories, depending on how active I am, right? That's my energy budget. I'm very active. I, you know, I go for a walk. I train five, four days a week. I'm quite tall, right? I can eat a lot and that's great. And, you know, lots of people can eat more than what they think. Anyway, we're not going to go there. But my point is, right, like I can eat 2,400 calories a day, right, at maintenance. A Cadbury milk chocolate bar is about 267 calories, right? If I was to put that into my day, amazing. That still means that I have 2,133 calories left over to play with. That is still a lot of food, okay? Now let's talk about if I was going to go through a fat loss phase. For me personally, my fat loss looks about like 1,900 to 2,000 calories at the beginning and then slowly go down from there. In a calorie deficit, I would do the same thing. Maybe I wouldn't eat a full calorie bar. I probably wouldn't even do that at maintenance because I just generally don't like that much chocolate. I don't need it. But say I did half of that block. That's 130 calories. That still means I have 1,770 calories to play with. Okay, so I'm not saying this in terms of like, oh yeah, if it fits your macros and it works, like not completely, like obviously we can take elements from that, but my point of this is that chocolate, bread, pasta, any sort of food, mayo, Nutella, any food fits into a fatless phase and into a maintenance phase. Because like I said before, the biggest thing with a fat loss phase is enjoying it. Because if you don't freaking enjoy it, you're not going to be compliant. And compliance is key. So many people are going wrong with all of this is of cutting out their favorite foods. But the other thing is just setting their calorie deficit way too low. And this is where I say like eating 1200 calories or below for most active females. Like, yeah, sure. You're going to lose weight at the beginning. However, if you're staying at those low calories for a really long period of time, multiple things are going to happen. Metabolic adaptation is going to occur. Your energy levels are going to drop. So therefore you will reach a fat loss plateau. If you eat there for a long period of time in terms of like four months or more, then you are at risk of becoming in a chronic low energy availability state. And this is where we see where females are losing their periods because they're not eating enough food to cover their basic metabolic needs. So this is also a really big problem, right? We don't have to be there in order to drop fat. So now that you guys understand that you absolutely can eat your favorite foods and it's the importance of including your favorite foods during your calorie deficit, how the hell do we do it, okay? 
my first question for you and the first point and the first thing that I want to speak to today is ask yourself, why are you avoiding it? And the biggest thing here is overcome the reason why you're avoiding certain foods. And I say this all the time with a lot of my clients. It's They've got so many beliefs in and around food or foods they can't have or they can't have this many calories or I can only, you know, eat if I exercise or I can't eat after seven or I can't have carbs at lunch if I've already had them at breakfast, right? And this is the thing. It's like, okay, you have all these things, but why can't you eat after seven? Why can't you have carbs if you've already had them at breakfast? Why can't you have chocolate? So it's really, really important to unpack and understand why you can't have them. Speaking for my clients, for examples, a lot of these fears are really stemming from two things. And this is what we always really have to unpack. And I always ask them, what is really going to happen to you if you do break those rules? What is going to happen if you eat after seven? What is going to happen when you have more carbs at lunch if you've already had them at breakfast? And this is the two things that always come up, right? It's number one, I'm fear. I'm so fearful of weight gain. I'm so terrified of gaining weight. And I, I fully respect that and I hear them and I, I see them because I also was once afraid, terrified of gaining weight from eating food. But that's the difference, right? That's the difference between actually eating enough and fueling your body correctly versus under eating. Because eating more carbs at lunch just because you've had them at breakfast isn't going to equal weight gain. It's going to equal fueling your body correctly. And that's the biggest thing that so many active females need to learn is that food is not the enemy. Food is actually the thing that's going to help you lose fat. But avoiding it and being afraid of it is the reason why you're stuck in these cycles. Okay. The second reason why it's really common that is coming up for a lot of people is so afraid of losing control. And that's the thing. It's so counterintuitive and it's so crazy to think about it. It's because like, you know, you're avoiding these foods because you don't want to gain weight and you're avoiding these foods because you want to lose weight. You want to lose fat. So like we think we need to, you know, give them up and not eat them. But ironically, it's the thing and the reason why that you lose control when you eat them. It's the reason why you eat a whole block of chocolate in one sitting because you tell yourself that you can't have it the last few days. Okay. And this is the number one tip from all of this is this is where we have to make sure we give ourselves full fucking permission to eat what we want when we want it. Building and cultivating a healthy relationship with food. Okay. Because if you don't do this first, if you're not coming in with this healthy mindset, going into a diet, going into a fat loss phase is going to exacerbate these feelings times a hundred. Okay. So you just need to sit at maintenance. You need to, you know, learn how to fuel your body correctly, learn how to eat, you know, to be full and satisfied and actually eat enough to fuel your body correctly to then move into a fat loss phase. If that is then your goal. Now that I am going through a calorie deficit, love it. How do I incorporate my favorite foods? So there's a few ways that you can actually do this. And it just depends on so many factors in terms of your time, in terms of your lifestyle, in terms of your nutritional knowledge. Some of my clients follow flexible meal plans. Some of my clients intuitively eat 
and some of my clients track calories. Well, not really track calories. I'm going to say they track macros and calories, macros more importantly. And that's the thing. It's not one size fits all. And I have so many tools in my tool belt to help people learn about nutrition and what helps them and fits into their lifestyle. Okay. So I want to speak to each individual piece and kind of explain how someone would go about including their favorite foods as well as reaching their fat loss goals. So first I want to talk to tracking calories, tracking macros. I once believed that tracking calories was the devil. I definitely was, I've seen both sides of it, of it's destroying my soul and, you know, seeing it as a fantastic education tool. Right now, I see it as an, as an amazing tool, but it's not right for everyone. You know, if they don't feel confident and comfortable doing it and it's just triggering them, absolutely do not track calories, right? It's building a healthy relationship with numbers and building a healthy relationship with um, yourself and the results is a whole different conversation. Okay, but I just want to start with that. So if you are going down the tracking route, 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 <laughs> then all you down the road, what I suggest you do is, of course, you've got your fat loss goals, you've got fat loss numbers, say it's 1700, 1800, 1900. Cool. What you're going to do is you're going to put in that favorite food of yours first. So maybe you want to have like ice cream for dessert. Maybe you want to have chocolate at lunchtime, or maybe you want to have, you know, a packet of chips or whatever it looks like. Okay. Whatever tickles your fancy. You're going to put that in first to make sure that you could use it to make sure you can have it. Then, of course, you're going to structure out your day to make it fit into the numbers. The other thing that I really encourage people to do is make their meals more satisfying. So, for example, if you're having overnight oats, make sure you're having a really delicious, satisfying fat sauce like Nutella or almond butter or Biscoff, right? Utilizing those foods as your fat sauce on the meal to make it delicious. That's the thing. It's like, you know, when you eat clean and eat, you know, broccoli, chicken and brown rice, it's like, who wants to eat that? That's boring. I'm not going to stick to it. And that's why you can use little tips during the day. It's like as well, like you're having a salad. Instead of having a salad with just protein and like heaps of veggies, have a protein sauce, have heaps of veggies, but then also add in, maybe it's like some goat's cheese or feta cheese or some sort of fat sauce, or maybe like a little bit of nuts to make it a little bit more satisfying. And then of course, adding in a complex carbohydrate to make sure you're eating enough fiber, you're getting enough energy. Most importantly, you're gonna be full for more than two hours. So adding in some roast potato, you know, or some cooked quinoa, like delicious. So with tracking, it's pretty straightforward, right? Because with tracking, it absolutely gives you the most flexibility in terms of what you can eat in a day. The next piece I wanted to speak to is learning about portion sizes. So learning about portion sizes is, can be really, really beneficial. And learning about portion sizes is like, I like to say it's like the key of learning about nutrition, right? Because it's like when you understand what your maintenance portion sizes are, what you understand your deficit portion sizes are, then that way it's like, okay, cool. I'm eating at maintenance. This is, I know how much I have to put on my plate. I'm eating in a calorie deficit. I know how much I have to put on my plate, right? And what I mean by portion sizes, it's like serving sizes of each macronutrient, right? A serving size of carbohydrates, a serving size of protein and a serving size of fat. 
So, for example, for myself, my serving sizes of like carbohydrates during a maintenance phase is about 200 grams of potatoes. For my meat serving, it's like 120 to 150, depending on what type of meat it is. So, like red meat's a bit lower because it's higher in protein, you don't have to eat as much. Whereas chicken is a little bit less in protein, so the portion sizes of that is just a little bit bigger, like 140, 150 mark. Okay. And then I know my fat portion sizes for maintenance as well. Speaking to that is like, you know, 40 grams of fat. So whether that's coming, you know, 20 from avocado, 20 from cheese, whether that's, you know, a little bit of nuts and a little bit of cheese as well, you know? So literally thinking about, okay, this is a carb. I know how much of that portion size needs to go into my meal. And that's what I'm thinking about the portion size and balancing my plate. Okay. How can I put in the protein? How can I put in the fat? And then how can I put in the carbohydrate? And then of course, always adding up, loading in the fruits and veggies, right? Big fan, big fans of that because that's going to help you with your fiber. Then if I was to say I wanted to eat in a calorie deficit, all I would do is change the portion sizes of the macros. Literally like, and this is the thing guys, I don't eat different. I eat exactly the same meals. However, the portion sizes change a little bit. Okay. So for my, you know, my carbohydrate serve then turns into like, you know, 110 grams of potato. Then my chicken always remains the same because protein will always remain the same no matter like what phase you're in. And then my fat serve that will half. So then I have 20 grams of fat. So then I'll have you know, like only one fat source or I'll have 10 grams of nuts and 10 grams of cheese and put that together to make it a whole. And then in the fat loss phase, what I do to then bulk up the meals, instead of getting those extra calories from carbohydrates and fats, what I do is I get them from vegetables. So then I still get that feeling of satiety. I still get that feeling of satisfaction because I've still got the carbs and the fats in there. They never go away. The portion sizes of those foods just change. And this is a really simple way from fat loss to even muscle gain of how you can just change around your portion sizes in order to achieve your certain physique goals. So I'll give you an example, right? Like say that I was making a burrito bowl. In a maintenance phase following those portion sizes, it would be, you know, a cup of rice, then 120 grams of chicken, and then I would do, you know, a quarter of a big avo, so like 50 grams of avocado, and then I would... Of course, add in all the colorful veggies. So I'd make like a mango salsa. Um, and I always just think fruits and veggies are unlimited in the meals. So like red cabbage, tomato, onions, red onions, you know, all of the things, right? That would be maintenance. If I was to go into a fat loss phase, exactly the same meal. Wouldn't change the meal. However, I would have a cup of rice. I would have half of the portion of avocado. Then I would increase the veggie portion and chicken would re remain the same. That's how honestly easy it really does get to be once you understand nutrition. So how do you tangibly go about that is my recommendations here is start learning about specific foods. So having a look at the label and reading them and how I like to classify them, super simple, is like what that food is mostly made up of. That's, I'm not necessarily looking at the calorie content. That's not the vibe. It's more looking at the nutritional density, nutritional value of it in terms of is it carbs, is it fats, or is it protein? 
because that's what all food is. And you'll, the more you learn about that, you're like, oh, okay, all Nutella is is fat and carbs. That's not bad. That's good. I need those in my diet. <laughs> and so, yeah, I urge you and start reading labels. Have a look. You're like, oh, all of a sudden you're like, oh, hummus is not very high in protein. And I thought it was. And I was eating that as a really good protein source because that's how it's marketed on social media. <laughs> but really, it's pretty fatty and it's pretty carby, right? It's like a combination. It also helps you like unpack fears of food because all of a sudden you now realize is that you have to eat a certain amount of fat in a day and all chocolate is, you know, has some fat, it's got a little bit of protein, it's got some carbohydrates and you're like, oh, I need this, right? So start learning about foods. Then, of course, I can't give you specific advice on what your portion sizes are and that's why you got to work with a nutrition professional to, you know, really figure it out if you want it done 10 times faster. Or you can trial and error, right? <laughs> Up to you there. And then the last thing that I want to speak to today, and that's really important for you guys to how to, you know, include the, all your favorite foods, is remove away from the mentality of I need to be dieting all of the time. Stop trying to diet all year round. Because you'll find is like trying to diet and lose weight all the time is literally putting a fuel under the fire of that unhealthy relationship with food up the fire of, you know, binge restrict cycles on the weekend because like it sucks. Let's be honest. It sucks to be eating in a calorie deficit just because it's simple. It doesn't mean that it's fun. <laughs> so that's why I always really encourage people. It's like you're going through a fat loss phase. You go in, you go out and you go back to maintenance, right? And intentionally eating at maintenance is going to help you overcome that fuck it mentality because when you get to eat at maintenance calories like that's the best like you can eat till you're full and satisfied and you you know you're not really worried about having to stick to something and making sure that your portion sizes are right or whatever it's kind of just like you know um once you understand nutrition of course like <laughs> i do have to say learning about nutrition is overwhelming and it's really hard okay i do have to say that there is a messy period, but it's like, yeah, if you want to learn anything, learning to play the piano, there is a messy period. You're going to suck at it. You're going to be shit. That doesn't make it mean anything about you. It's Don't take it personally. It's you have to build a skill and that's it. Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> so yes, intentionally eating at maintenance calories is so beneficial for so many people, especially if they are stuck in these cycles really to help you, you know, be able to include all these foods in a really healthy way. Because like I said, at those maintenance calories, like you can eat a bar of chocolate and you can eat, like you've just got more calories to play with. So you can eat more food, say more of like, you know, um, soul foods. I'm not saying fill up your calories with shit. That's not what I'm saying. This is not what this is about. Absolutely not. That's not the vibe, right? I'm not saying if it fits your macros. I'm just going to say that again because it's not just eating shit. Like I'm saying we're balancing our meals. We're hitting our fiber intake. We're nourishing our bodies correctly as well as including a little bit of our, you know, once fear foods in order to be compliant. And that's exactly how you guys are going to do it. You're going to learn either about portion sizes, you're going to track your calories, or you're going to work with a professional with 
to follow a meal plan that is written for you. And I do this for so many of my girls right at the beginning who are really, you know, a little bit lost in terms of like, where the hell do I even start? It's like, we sit down, I write them a tailored meal plan on the foods that they love to eat. So they learn that it's safe to eat them and then how to include them into their meals. Of course, everyone is different in terms of where they're at and where their starting point is. So my lovely ladies, let me know how this lands for you. Send me a DM on Instagram. Of course, if you have not taken my quiz yet in terms of breaking down what you guys have to eat in order to reach your goals, make sure you do that to give you like, it's going to give you so much clarity in terms of what you're doing wrong and how you need to fix it. So the link for that one is down in my bio. Thanks for being here. I love you always. And I will see you next week. number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're gonna start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals take my free two minute quiz you can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals